All right, well, good afternoon. Uh, hey, Joe, how, how are you, you today? Wonderful. Good, love the hat. Thank you. We got the we uh, we got the rally cap on. We, it's, it's time. It's time, right? I think yeah. you predicted three losses for the Bills, so we gotta we gotta start rallying. We do. We're there. We, we, we do. Do you got a spare one of those? Maybe I, I, can get I, one. I don't. I really need a backup oh, though, okay. because uh, so if you're thinking of Christmas gifts, you know, a okay. backup uh, Bills hat for me. I usually good. only wear this to the games, but you know, okay. times are desperate after a loss like that. Exactly. So. Well, uh, welcome uh, to everyone that's uh, online. To um, this is now our fourth episode of the Market Update with Mike and Joe. So, thanks for all of you that have um, joined us. Uh, so today, you know, first of all, obviously we typically talk about the bills, um, and uh, you know, Joe, I'm having a hard time looking at you right now with that hat on. <laughs> but that being said, you know, just just real quick, obviously the past. You know, two games has been painful. Yeah, two weeks um, sloppiness. You know, particularly you know, pulling those, at our heartstrings like the bond bond market has been this year. Yes, right. So, yes. It's, you know what? It's just hard when you know you really beat yourself. Yeah. You know. So, but uh, I got to tell you though, the one thing you know that I was super impressed with is I did listen to the the, um, the post game interview with Von Miller, and I thought he was awesome in yeah. regards to looking at the positive side of things, I think, for whether it's a sports team, whether you're a realtor, whether you're a lender, um, adversity from that builds character, right? Absolutely. Or shows your character. So um, so we're in, in those types of, you know, times now. Yeah. And uh, just to try to, you know, to, to segue into, you know, usually what we talk about on these podcasts is, you know, Joe and I give the listeners and, um, you know, just an update on the market, what's going on with mortgage rates, what's going on with real estate sales. Um, and it seems like it's changing and evolving, you know, each month. So I thought that would be a good place for us to start. Absolutely. I'm going to take the rally hat off. take the hat off, Joe? Okay. Maybe when we uh, end it, you can throw it back on for good luck. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, speaking about the market, so, um, so last Thursday, was a really big day, you know, um, and the reason why I, I say that, um, that was the day when, you know, the, the news was being released um, around what was going on with inflation. You know, um, Joe, you and I were at a realtor event and uh, that morning um, the government released you know, the latest CPI inflation uh, data and and we said if, if that came in where it appears that inflation is cooling off, um, which the report showed, we would see a, you know, a probably a pretty good decline in, in rates. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. That's what took place. Um, you know, rates have really dropped in the past week and a half from call it 7% to the low to mid sixes for 30 year fixed rate loans. That's a pretty big move. Um, you know, in, in rates. And uh, uh, as a result of that, we saw folks lock in their rates and, and take advantage of, of um, probably the lowest rates we've had in the past 30 days or so. Yeah, I think they said it was the highest uh, move in the bond market in the last decade, right? right. The, the, the best, the biggest jump. And um, we've been seeing the, the opposite, right? This year, we've seen a lot more of knee-jerk reactions in the other direction. It was nice to get a, a, a reaction in the uh, the good guy's favor this time. Right, and, right. 
you know, I think rates overall went from 7.22 on average to 6.75. So that was, that was huge. That's a big drop. Uh, and we've seen them, you know, come trickle down a little bit this, this week as well. Right, right. Yeah. So for the realtors there that are on this, this call, this is, again, a great time, a great reason for you to pick up the phone, just stay connected with your prospects, you know, advise them what's going on with rates, what the impact that has on their monthly payment um, to get them, um, you know, re-engaged. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But Joe, let's, let's talk, you know, each, each month we do this, we talk about the market, you know, what we're seeing in regards to inventory of homes for sale, um, specifically, you know, what homes have been listed for, what they've sold for, what they've appraised for, what what took place this this past month compared to months prior? Yeah, so in October, um, interestingly, we, we've kind of followed a trend of, of, you know, being at the highest level in March of houses going for the most over asking um, to now in October, we saw a, a little bit of a dip almost across the board. Um, you know, in Monroe County, on average, we saw uh, houses going about five and a half percent over list. Um, that was down um, from eight and a half percent in September. So, you know, a little bit of a downward trend there. And then in Monroe and the surrounding counties, 3.7% over list. So almost flat. Um, in Onondaga County, conversely, uh, they went up 3.9% uh, over list, mm -hmm. uh, which was up from the previous month. And then in Onondaga and surrounding is 1.01%. So about 3% lower than uh, the previous month. But when we drill down on the specific zip codes, there's still definitely some hot pockets. Um, the 146069, uh, 14616 and 14620 actually in the month of October were the all above 20% over list. Um, and, and that, you know, makes sense because it is those, that price point of those first time home buyers um, that have been so desperate to, to get the, the home. So those hot pockets still do exist uh, throughout the, the market. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, you know, it's, you know, we, we've, we've talked about now, this is our fourth podcast and we've talked about how this year each zip code, each community, you know, stands on its own. So again, so for the realtors that are listening and now, you know, feel free to, you know, to reach out to us. We'll share this data with you if it helps educate your 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 buyers on what's going on month month by month. You know, obviously knowledge is power. Um, and we want to certainly share that with uh, absolutely. You. Yeah. So let's kind of shift shift gears a bit. So we are obviously next week. Um is Thanksgiving week. You know, obviously, you know, the holidays are here. Um, I'm finding on my drive in into work, half the stations are playing Christmas um, songs right now. It's the most so wonderful time of the year. It is the most wonderful time of year. Um, so, but Joe, as, as you think about, you know, um, going into this time of, of, of year, what are some of the, the, the tips or suggestions that you would provide to you know, to buyers that are out there, buyers that maybe might be you know, fresh coming in, you yep. know, just starting to look at homes, or those that have been looking all year long and just haven't had an offer, yeah, uh, accepted. You know, I think one one area everybody's you know with Christmas shopping, Black Friday shopping, you know, there's always deals out there to buy, and it's just being mindful of the spending. Um, you know, a lot of times opening new um, credit cards to get that that discount. Um, that can hurt you a lot more than it can help you, um, especially if you're in process for a loan. You know, a lot of lenders are going to be looking at, um, you know, we have 
technology that alerts us when new credit is opened after we pulled credit. And then it leads to us having to investigate that further with the borrower. It could potentially swing your deal one way or another. Um, you know, if you're thinking of buying that Mercedes with the big bow on it uh, to put in the driveway for Christmas, uh, maybe wait till after the house is purchased to do that. So, you know, just, just being mindful of the credit and the spending. Um, if you're planning on buying a house or if you are in process, especially, um, you know, not opening those new credit cards or those new debts throughout the holidays is as enticing as the deal may be. Um, the other side of it, you know, the repercussions from that could be could be harmful. Yeah. And then, you know, I think, you know, as a bank, we we see at this time of year a lot of um, fraud when it comes to people's checking accounts, credit cards. Right. So make sure you're you're monitoring that spending. You know, this is a time where, unfortunately, predators prey and, um, you know, they'll take advantage of uh, th that person, maybe not checking their statement. Just chalking up to, oh yeah, I spent, you know, I bought a bunch of gifts I overspent for the holidays, and now my credit card statement is in the mail. And then you look at it and you don't recognize any of those purchases. So just being mindful of that, you know, I know with some of my accounts, I can sign up for alerts if there's large purchases. You know, just monitoring your 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 um, the activity that's going on on your on your cards. Okay. It's important. Yeah. Super smart. So, hey, just real quick, just um, you know, it's always good to I think to share a little bit of good news. Um, you know, and in this past. Um, you know, we, we heard some really good news um, about our friends down in Syracuse. And, you know, again, this has been on the news. Some some really cool things are going on there. If those that, that are listening to us right now, if you haven't heard, um, Micron, which is one of the, um, the biggest companies um, uh, in the world, has decided um, to add 9,000 jobs to central New York with an average income of $109,000 per year. That is gonna take place over kind of a long period of time, but that is um, gonna provide you know a, a real boost, certainly to central New York and all of New, New York. So we're excited um, uh, about that, wanted to share that news. The other bit of news, uh, again, regarding Syracuse, is that it was deemed the number three most affordable market uh, in America to to buy a home. In. So when you think about, um, you know, buying a home, you know, there's been a lot of press out there. Rates have gone up. Prices have gone up. But it's it's more important than ever that, that people take a hard look at the real facts today around, you know, what's this house going to cost me in this market today? What is what is my payment going to be, and particularly if you're a first-time home buyer, um, what's that payment going to be compared to not only my current rent payment, but where's my rent going? And Joe, maybe you could comment on what are you seeing, you know, with rents in this marketplace? Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, I don't have exact numbers, but I, I have been hearing that, you know, a lot of um, landlords are planning on raising rent. And, um, you know, it's, it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue as we see the affordability um, not only on purchases, but on rentals, um, really going down um, from a percentage perspective, how much affordable inventory there is out there, regard if it's a purchase or even for rent. So, you know, that's a big piece of it. I know in the last podcast, we shared that specific example about, you know, the, the customer that bought a house, you know, a few months apart. And just really, again, going back to that theory of educating the borrowers of not only what's going on, but how does it impact your payment and how does it um, impact your ability to afford. Uh, because as we see, um, you know, the 3D home printing is, is not ready yet, right? So we're not gonna have any um, immediate answer for this inventory issue that we're seeing. And 
um, you know, buying now versus buying in the future, um, you know, may make more sense because it's a little bit more affordable right now, maybe a little less competition on the market than there is typically in the spring. Right. And I think too, you know, with those people that are first time home buyers, the renting right now, not only, you know, really taking a hard look at what is, you know, the potential impact of that rent going up, but if they, again, for the realtors that are dialed in right now, going back to those first time home buyers, talk to them, not just about what their rent, where it may, where it may go, but on the last podcast, we talked about, you know, the good news with student loan forgiveness, you know, so going back to those folks, if they have student loans, did they take action on that? What impact has that had on reducing their um, overall debt? Rates have come come down and really just, again, re-engaging those buyers and making certain that they're looking at the numbers today, not 30 days ago, but really doing the math today. Yeah, and I think you, you hit on an important topic with the student loans. You know, a lot of borrowers are finally coming out of this forbearance that was granted by the government um, when COVID hit. And, you know, with student loans, re-entering some type of income-driven repayment plan with uh, the student loan holder um, will be important because right now their payment's going to reset to what it was. But depending on their level of income, they can reach out and negotiate a lower payment based on their income, which not only helps them in, from being able to afford the payment, it also helps them from a qualifying perspective because we can use those payments that are based on an income-driven repayment plan. So if someone has $100,000 in student loans and is only paying $50 a month towards it, we can actually use that $50 a month in qualifying as opposed to having to use a $1,000 a month payment. Right. So that's a huge um, that's advantage massive. That's huge. for them to be able to qualify. That's huge. So, so Joe, we've had some questions that have come on, uh, that have come uh, to us online. Um, uh, so I'm just, just going to read some of these um, these off. So, you know, the first question that that came in, again, this is this came from a realtor. Um, and the question is for sellers, people that are looking to sell their home, considering their um, putting their home on the market in the spring, if not doing it now, are there any specific repairs that they that they should consider do uh, doing during these winter months? Obviously, they're internal. Right. But what are some of the things that they should think about doing to try to make their house as attractive as possible? Yeah, I, th I think number one, if, if somebody is thinking of selling, um, you know, I would reach out to a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have one, feel free to reach out to us. We'd, we'd be happy to refer you. Um, they're going to be the experts in being able to help you decide what what's going to get you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of repair. I mean, at this time of year, you probably see a lot of interior painting going on, right? Trying to freshen up the paint and the walls. Um, but, you know, talking to that listing agent earlier in the process is really going to help um, guide you in that direction and, and really understand what can I do? What should I do? Um, where should I spend my money in, in getting that done? And, and that's so important. I know I've talked to a lot of agents over the past week or so that are, you know, preparing their listings for January and February. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're doing that in tandem with their client and kind of helping them guide through that, say, okay, let's be ready to list at this time of the year. So, you know, really reaching out early. Um, you know, I, I'd be probably lying if I tried to say, you know, go do this or go do that. But, you know, what I can think of is, you know, freshening up your paint on your walls. Right. I think, too, the other thing, you know, we, we talk about the spring market. And for the past three three years, um, 
you know, the market's been hot in January, February, March. I mean, it didn't wait to that traditional springtime period for things to hit. So I, I think that for those folks that are, um, you know, considering, you know, buying a home, you might find that that now and even in the winter months where, frankly, there might not be as many active buyers in the market today, you might want to get out there right now and at least make certain that you're keeping your, your search fresh, active. Yep. Um, so, Joe, another question that um, uh, came in, you know, so with, you know, in this environment, with a lot of the uncertainty that's in the marketplace today, um, what can realtors, you know, and the lenders that, that they work with, particularly GRB, what can they be doing to really re-engage their buyers? And we talked before about, you know, um, you know, we actually have someone here that works at GRB. I was chatting with her yesterday. Um, she had to put in 13 offers to finally get the 14th one accepted. So obviously that's, you know, staying sure. the, the course, right? We're not seeing as much of that today, but what what can we do to to get these buyers re-engaged to make certain that they're prepared for when these houses come on the market? Yeah, and I think you touched on a little bit, right? Number one is just checking in, you know, mm -hmm. see where, where those buyers are, are in the process. Are they um, in the mindset of maybe, you know, re-entering the market or are they frustrated from having written 13 offers? Right. Um, you know, there's no better time in the holidays to reach out to somebody for no reason, right? Just pick up the phone, wish them a happy Thanksgiving and see how things are going. And right. those little conversations can definitely lead to bigger ones. Um, and, you know, I think just re-educating the borrowers, we've talked about that a lot throughout these first three podcasts we did, you know, and, and just kind of giving them guidance on where the market is and, and why uh, buying now um, makes sense. And I think uh, we talked about an article where, um, you know, some investors from different banks are projecting rates to go to 10% before they come back down and others are projecting we're going to see rates in the five. So mm -hmm. using that as part of the tool, what happens if they do go to 10? You're not going to want to buy then when you could buy at seven and refi um, out of that or into a lower rate, you know, within a right. short amount of time. So, you know, there's, there's definitely different uh, projections as to where rates are going to go, like predicting the two feet of snow we're going to get in Buffalo on Sunday. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're all over the place and, and you know, nobody knows, uh, nobody has that crystal ball, but you know what they are today. And if they do come down, you could refinance. If they go up, you, you, you know, you, you'd lose out on that lower right. rate. And I think the last thing too, just about, you know, re-engaging uh, these uh, buyers is, is, you know, you know, we are always coming out with new programs to try to really address the needs of, of, of our clients. And, you know, the past few years, we've talked about this a lot, you know, a lot of first-time home buyers just have been, you know, um, cut out of this market. They haven't been able to get their bids accepted, you know, for whatever, you know, reason. We will be rolling out soon, you know, several programs that do provide, you know, down payment assistance, closing cost assistance, and certainly, you know, encourage you to talk to to us here at GRB to learn more about how, how those programs can help your uh, buyers get into homes today. Absolutely. And uh, last thing, you know, obviously, as I mentioned at the top of the call, Thanksgiving is next next week. Um, so you know, let's get to kind of end on, on this note. Any um, Thanksgiving traditions that you'd want to share with our audience? 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I come from a big uh, Italian family. We're usually on Thanksgiving, we're, we're usually about 45 to 50 people. Um, and then after eating a giant meal comes the desserts. And uh, I think that might be my, my favorite part of the holiday because it's usually a t- probably a table twice the size of this, just lined in pies and cookies and cannolis. And it's just a, a big eating gluttonous day. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what I usually like to take part in. And of course, the Bills are playing on Thanksgiving this year. Right. Um, so we're going to have to figure that out and schedule around that. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll just share one real, real quick. So, you know, we have um, a large family as well. And one of the things this started actually when I was like 13 or 14 years old, where it was determined that all of the men needed to do the dishes. And this all started with my aunt gave me a pin that said no man was ever shot while they were doing the dishes. So from that point forward, we've always been, um, you know, doing it. So, um, so once that, once the, the meal is concluded, you'll see all of the, the men scrambling to, um, to do the dishes so that we don't get a shot. Should so invest in some paper plates. I should invest in some paper plates. So, so guys, with that, that concludes, um, episode four of the mortgage update with Mike and Joe. One of the things that we want to make certain that we do is that we encourage everybody to email their questions, you know, to us. We want to make sure that we're talking about things that are most important to our listeners. And uh, with that being said, we wish everybody a happy uh, Thanksgiving and we're wishing and hoping for a big bells. And go bills. And go bills. Thank you guys. See you.